1: Now let's get on to Australia versus Fiji. Uh, really interesting with this one. Um, first of all, I want to give Fiji a massive rap. I know it's 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 what was it forty? Ended up forty two eight. But I thought Fiji were competitive for at least at least forty minutes of this game. Um, now you know once Australia got their cohesion going together, they were a bit too much to stop. But I I think Fiji they're really making some progress. Mm. I, like I really believe that. Um, when you look at their squad, they've got what four or five NRL players. You know, I think you would like even their NRL players are almost fringe at the moment. Um, I think what Kamakamika and Kikau and Appy are probably your mainstays. Um, then you've got a few fringies. Uh, apologies if I'm mis- uh, misremembering one or two players.
3: Yeah, Sevo as well. But, but outside of that, they're all fringies and Kevin Aguama. Yeah. And so, like,
1: I think. Fiji are building something really a bit special there. I really do. Like for, for the plays that they have, I thought they did a, a fantastic job. I really, really did. Now, I think that when you look at that score, if you didn't watch the game, you might go, oh, it was just a complete domination. But if you watch the game, their contact was good. Their line speed was good. Appy, I know he made a couple of errors, but he was still extremely dangerous out of, you know, dummy half. And they looked like, you know, for example, like Brendan Wakeman, he's a fringy at the dogs. But, like, they still looked like they had cohesion. They, they looked like they were getting to places on the field.
3: I was impressed with Fiji. I really was. And, I mean, you have a look through their squad, the fullback, the two centers, five, eight, halfback. None of these guys are even in the best 17 at their NRL club. And I thought they did incredibly well in this game. You had the young – the kid I've been talking about for a while, uh, Josh, Josh Wong, he made his debut. I mean, that's his first game of first-class football. You've got to play it against the Kangaroos. I mean, big ass for a lot of these guys, and they—they, they, I thought they played incredibly well. And that's where, you know, despite the scoreline, you've got so much respect for this team and this group of players, what they did in this game. And Fiji tend to do this every single World Cup. They might not win all the games in the world, but fuck, you come away with a lot of respect for their squad. So um, credit to them. They came up against a pretty good kangaroo side, but geez, they put a lot of pressure on them.
1: Yeah. I mean, they scored the first try and it wasn't a fluke or anything. It was a good set-up play by their seven um, for, who who scored it again? Let me check. Um, Valame, you know? Yeah. So, like, I I think Fiji have got a lot, like, you know, apologies to keep having on with Samoa, but Samoa should be at least at this level. At the very, very least, they should be playing that well. Um, I, I believe they should be playing way better, but fiji whatever they're doing i reckon keep doing it because you can they absolutely every year are are improving and and you can see that something is clicking there there's something that is clicking they're all seem to be on the same page they they're playing for each other they get into certain spots whereas like when you watch some old game they were all playing with a lot of passion individually but it just wasn't cohesive it wasn't together it wasn't it wasn't um it was like they, you know, hadn't really played. I mean, I know they haven't played much footy together, but, I mean, Fiji haven't played much footy together either. So super impressive, Fiji. I thought they were outstanding. Um, you know, as you said, um, Guru, quick shout-out to Wong. Now, apparently, he's got massive raps on him. Um, uh, Roosters, I think he's a Roosters. Yeah. Um, yep. yep. Massive, massive wraps on him. So for him to have his full first grade, like, you know, uh, a first grade, essentially a first grade debut, you know, you play in Australia. I thought he was solid. You know, he made 30, 33 tackles. He missed four, but still 33 tackles, you know, playing your first first grade experience. Really impressive. I thought Kamakamitha was fucking outstanding. I thought he, going against that Australian forward pack, the amount of times that, you know, you would see the Australian forward pack kind of, one of our big guns would take a run and you'd go, oh, okay, here we go. We're, we're about to get a roll on here. And then, boom. Kamakamita just stopped them in their tracks, and you're going, holy shit, Australia are struggling to get out of their own end. And he was leading the charge there. So, Timmy, what would you think about Fiji?
0: Fiji were outstanding, mate. They they gave absolutely everything they had in this game, and they scored the first try in the match. And I think we saw with Fiji and Lebanon being so, so impressive to the point that you know, they were down 18-4 to Australia at half time, Fiji. Lebanon were down, I think it was 18-12, after 53 minutes against New Zealand. And it's probably a bit telling late for them that when they don't have, you know, an NRL or a Super League quality roster from 1 to 17, particularly with only a handful of players from those competitions – 80 minutes of football against world-class opposition, it's got to be telling. So they did just about as much as they could, up until that sort of 55, 60-minute mark where they ran out of a little bit of steam. Maybe there was class from the opposition, but really, they, they were phenomenal. So... They probably didn't have the, the revs under the belt, reps under the belt, to, to go 80 minutes against them. But they should be so proud of what they did. And they've set a platform to to really come home strong in the rest of the, the pool stage.
3: And this is where you mentioned, obviously, like their 1-17 on their bench. I mean, there wasn't a single player that I'd heard of before. Yeah. But if they had their full-strength side, Jacob Saifidi, Daniel Saifidi, Tarek Sims, oh. it's a different footy game all of a sudden. Um, so they they are in a tough spot there. I mean, from their starting pack... I think three of them hadn't played first grade before. There you go. So very impressive knock by Fiji.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's why I believe like whatever's happening there, systems, admins, player development, keep going. And I think Petro Sivanesiva has quite a lot to do with it. I, I could be wrong, but keep doing it. What an I, I was so impressed by Fiji, as you said, going in half time, still in the game against the Australian squad. And then I think when you really look at the Australian squad play, you go we are embarrassing embarrassed with riches like compared to these other nations. And so for them to do that, I thought it was super impressive. I, um, I'm excited for Fiji. I really am. I, I love watching them play. I love the hymn before the game. It's, they're an exciting nation and they, they absolutely did their country proud. Proud. There's no denying that. Now let's get across to the Australian side. Teddy at 18 tackle breaks. It's unbelievable. Um, the fox was outstanding. Trello was silky. Valentine Holmes got through a bunch of work. Um, I thought Tina Foster Malawi was outstanding, um, but the man of the match for me was Harry Grant. He was fucking unbelievable. Come off the bench, he played forty-two minutes, had one hundred and eighteen meters, twenty-two tackles, zero misses. But uh, sorry, that's not. Uh, he had sorry, he had forty-six minutes. That was uh, Patty Carrigan at forty-six minutes. He scored a try, he set up a try, ran for just under 100 metres. He had five tackle breaks, he had two line breaks, he had two offloads, 27 tackles, and zero misses. Harry Grant was absolutely exceptional. And, you know, as long as his body is good and he's good to go, we are in for an exciting ride this next 10 years. He was fucking phenomenal.
3: And I think the score was 18-4 at the moment where Harry Grant, he nailed a 40-20, one of the better ones you'll see. Then the next set he scored himself. and You just see it just broke the heart of Fiji straight away. And, uh, like, it's kind of reminded me of when Harry came on. I can't remember what year it was, 2021, when he came on in that origin game. And as soon as he stepped on the field, the Blues just went to water. We just had no answer for him. And, you know, I've been saying it for a long time. Like, I I think he's he's the the best running nine in rugby league by far and away now. He is just incredible. And, I, you know, against Fiji, whatever. He does it in State of Origin as well. It's not a Fiji thing. Yeah. It's a Harry Grant thing. Like, he is just incredible. And it's crazy to think that, you know, Ben Hunt will still be the starting nine. And I completely understand why. But as you said, we are just embarrassed for how much talent we've got.
0: Mm. One thing came to mind watching Harry Grant, and it was when he scored his try, and it's it's probably a, an old saying, you, you speak about the best Players in the world, and, and even better in the world, like in there at their eras. I know Harry's not quite there yet. Obviously, he's very young, but you talk about them having time, and it's generally uh, you know a saying associated with halfbacks. A lot of the time, maybe a fullback, Cameron Smith at hooker. Just these players who have time, and that it's a thing that you say, oh, it can't be taught, or it's just a gift. And to a degree, it can't be taught. But when Harry Grant darted out for his try, he's got the ball in both hands. Got it up above his eyes. He's jinking it one way, jinking another way. His eyes are following it. So what that's doing is the defensive line is sitting there going, shit, I've got no idea which of the four options this bloke going to go. And he's selling four at once, which means they have to hold back in D and you're getting time. So it's like, yeah, it's mm. a natural gift. But, you know, I'm not, not saying that time can't be taught in these players. The try scored. He did that on their line where teams should be rushing up to shut down the play. And they all just held back, held back. About five seconds later... Uh, a Fijian player shot off his line. Harry went, All right, that's my route. Slice straight through and scored a try. It was his ability to make a def- defensive player sit back and watch is incredible.
3: Yeah, and on that play there, too, like we obviously we mentioned him before, and he'll be a superstar, just be patient. But you could see Josh Wong came up on that play, and mm. before he even realised what had happened, Grant had skipped across three players and was on his outside shoulder and he was gone.
0: The other thing, yeah, the, the, yeah. Other, the other one on Grant, when you nailed that 40 20, you're just going, We've seen we've seen him develop starting to develop his kicking game. Not not probably the strongest part of his game yet, um, long way from it to be fair, but his short game sort of came a fair way in the last twelve months in the NRL. When he now that 40-20, you're just going, dear lord, like if he gets that into his rep try, that long kicking game, to accompany, you know, Hughes and Munster, who decent long kicking age, but again, not known for them. Jesus.
3: And that's what, like, the great players have done for so long. Like Whenever Joey and Freddie hit a 40-20, mm. you can bet your dick they're going to lay on a try that next set. <laughs> and, of course, Harry mm. Green gets out of dummy half and makes him look silly. He's Yeah, he's, he's going to be something wow. very special, Harry.
1: Um, I also thought Angus Crichton was outstanding. I mean, he is – fuck, he's good. He's just – he's just elite. Like, he's just that step above. Whoever he plays, he's just that – like, in contact. He was outstanding. at Carp, I mean – if you didn't need a man yelling to say, Oi, you know that origin situation? <laughs> Maybe bring me back into the side. Maybe bring me back to the side. He was outstanding by the Fox. Talk about that quickly. Now, what I'm going to do is, guys, we'll get through this real quick. We'll get to the New Zealand game really quick. i got to bounce because i got a train to catch to about a four-hour train. So we'll leave you guys to talk about things more in depth and continue on the show. But I just wanted to just let you know. Um, DCE. Did he do enough to keep that spot? Let's, let's assume Cleary comes and plays well.
3: I'm not sure how much they'll actually put into this game and the actual performance, but for me, I think DCE had to do enough to, for me to say, no, Cleary isn't the guy, and for me, he didn't. I, I still think it, it has to be Nate. Once you get Isaiah Yo back into this side, I think you'd be crazy to go in a different direction personally.
0: I can't believe it's still an argument to be honest boys that DC could potentially be over Nathan Cleary. I I heard you boys speaking about uh, on last week's podcast and I cannot believe people are still saying is it Cleary or DC? Of course it's Cleary. He's the best halfback and probably player in the world. Like DC was great in this game and not surprisingly he's a world class, one of the best halfbacks in the world but Nathan Cleary is better.
3: Yeah, and, and I think everyone's like everyone understands that, and everyone probably agrees with it. But the way that Mal keeps talking, oh. he keeps this conversation going for me. I'm not convinced he is going to go clearer yet. Well, that's a, that's a thing though.
1: Like, there's some pretty good pundits in the game that are like, "Ooh, not sure, not sure." And I don't know whether that's you know out of respect for DC because everything is done in the game. And look, I, I I've got so much respect for DC, and he's an incredible player. He's he's outside of the one hiccup with the Titans. He's been a stalwart of like you know setting the right example all that kind of stuff like he is given so much to the game and been incredible but what are we talking about here <laughs> what are we talking about here we've got the back-to-back premiership winning number seven that is absolutely tearing the competition apart tearing it apart he won the clive churchill last year like what are we talking about it is insane like again Oh, all respect to DC, incredible. And this is just an opinion. It's not, it's not a, a, a I think he has been amazing. But there's a, like, unfortunately, DC, the most he's gone to in the last few years, a prelim. Now, look, was he better in game three this year for Queensland? Absolutely. And I, you know, I've sung his praises to the roof after that game. And if you were to say who was ahead of each other going into, if there was an Australian camp, the next camp, I would have said you probably have to say DC because he outplayed Cleary. But that's one game in how many years now? Like DC Cleary for the what three years has been out and out the best seven in the game. Um, it's got to be. It's got to be him. I think that if DC came out and absolutely killed it and was man of the match, then you, out of not not out of respect, but then you go, yeah, for sure, DC should be in the conversation. You know. But I, I thought he was good. He was good, but you know, he wasn't. It wasn't like he was the best player on the field. So. I think it has to be clearing. I really do. Um, and, and again, this is no disrespect to DC as a player. He is incredible. His career is amazing. But it has to be clearing. It's his time. Give him the seven jersey. Even though, don't get me started on that fucking number. This this numbers debacle. <laughs> it is an absolute joke. It is a joke. And whoever made the decision, you know, I'm sure they had good intentions. But it is a terrible decision. It is a terrible decision. No one likes it. It doesn't add anything to the game. It adds nothing. Tell me a good, tell me one good thing this gives to the game. One good thing. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
3: I I think the only good thing it gave to Mal Meninga was that he didn't have to pick his fucking half back yet. That's (laughs) it. I can't think of any other positive that can possibly come out of it. Like I was saying on my podcast the other day, like this is the time where we get to show rugby league to the world. If you haven't seen it before, imagine trying to explain it to people. I was having trouble. That's I, I, you're watching
1: and you're going. Uh, uh, you got to. You got to. Every time you see a player run the ball, you get. Uh, you ask yourself again, like, oh, who's that? Who's that? It is terrible. Change it. Yeah. Shocking decision. Shocking decision. I cannot express that enough.